Welcome to episode 13 of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host, Risky the Kid, and joining me this week, as always, except for last week, because Chocolate wasn't here, my co-host, Chocolate Bear. Hello. And Doc, H1X1. Hey, what's up? Chocolate, you're back. How was vacation? It was good. Well, <laughs> vacation for vacation, us. Vacation, yeah. It was a lot less um, stressful. Not uh, being on the podcast. I had my sister <laughs> over from Australia, so um, she had my my room, which I record in, so I couldn't make it, unfortunately. Should have had her on the podcast. Hey, there you that go. would have been awkward as hell. Yeah, it would have been fine. I'm yeah. sure she's a nice lady. Get, get those she, Aussie demographics. Yeah. Well, we've, we've got one listener. Oh, Is it your sister? One. No, definitely not. 100% not. You should tell she, her she should get into the show. I think she'd love it. Trust me. I, it's a family-friendly show. I don't the most family-friendly. Ammunition family to take friendly. the uh, piss out of me. Anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. um, well, first of all, I'd like to shout out our newest Patreon patron, Organic Avenger. Thank you, Organic. Thanks a lot, Organic. Um, yeah, we appreciate all your guys' support on the Patreon. Um, do you guys hear that? What is that? Warning. Incoming missile. So, name the phrase. So, this week's phrase is your. So, if you're new to the podcast, I'll go through it all over again, just for you. So, you need to listen back to the last two episodes where you'll get the first and second word. You need four words in total, and you need to email us at cagpodcast at gmail.com. Once you've got the four words, we will randomly pick a winner who will win one whole month of Game Pass. Because we're that nice. The nicest guys you'll ever meet. What was the what was the word again? <laughs> Your. Mom. Uh, no, uh, Alright, so <laughs> It was really hard not to say that. Um Super what's hard. See that coming? Oh. Uh, we'll, oh yeah, let's go. We'll let's start move with chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Um two weeks since you've been on. What have you been playing? I couldn't remember the last week, but uh, I. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> oh, too old, too old. Um, started Madden eighteen, the long shot, which. Um, oh, football. Okay. Yeah. The real the, football. The fake football over the states that you what guys play. What was Sweeney calling it? He was calling it something egg ball, American egg ball. Oh no, <laughs> Sweeney. Why? I thought that was pretty funny. Although I will say a rugby ball is a lot closer to an egg than a football. To be yeah, fair, totally. they're both the same, aren't they? No, rugby is way more inflated. Rounded. Yeah, it's yeah. way more inflated rounded, yeah. Wow. It's like, yeah, you didn't stop inflating the football when you were supposed to, and then it turned <laughs> yeah. into a rugby rugby. Is it called a make... rugby ball? What do you call it? A rugby ball? Yeah, rugby ball. Alright. Cool. Not familiar with the sport, obviously. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> sounds right. How is Madden? Yeah, it's okay. I'm only about twelve percent in. Of that uh, story, um, so I'm enjoying it so far. I enjoyed FIFA's iteration of um, the journey. Is that Alex Hunter? Alex Hunter, yes, <laughs> who has just recently signed for Real Madrid. Oh um, wow! Dreams yeah, spoiler alert. 
Um, so yeah, getting on that, enjoying it. Um, played a little bit of Rocket League, won my first 1v1 online against some rando. How did that so, feel? Was that was that rush of adrenaline? Just... Oh, it just felt so good. And then I found out <laughs> that if you flick on the D-pad, you can taunt them. Oh, <laughs> opened up a whole new world of gameplay, oh, right? Oh, did it. Where you oh, say, what it. a save after you score. <laughs> <laughs> or nice shot after you save. Yeah, it. yeah. It's when you score an own goal and they go, nice shot, and you're like, shut up. You <laughs> Rocket League opened up my eyes to the world of like how you could still be toxic af in a text only game like <laughs> like a preset text at that like you know oh it's... god but yeah I, it, it, that whole mechanic is um is great well did you know that if you hold down the select button you can type in whatever you want i did not know that Uh oh yes yeah, so if you banned. hold down select because i the only time i really use it is if we're like pounding a team and it's a ranked match so they don't want to forfeit and you just type ff to them for forfeit <laughs> that gets on save yourself some dignity it's a it's a mental game like yeah, telling totally. people to forfeit after you score your first goal and it's one nothing 10 seconds in you're just like forfeit i just get some raging and then yeah oh, it's, they screw it, up it's like me and call of duty back in the day if anything that just makes me more angry i'm inevitably gonna play really stupid and just make more mistakes so yeah totally. you're just gonna try to hunt down that one yeah guy yeah and then camping in a corner and continues yeah, to kill you exactly and that only makes you more mad if you die again so yeah totally that kill death ratio is out the window gone <laughs> don't feed the trolls do not don't feed the troll kids drink your milk stay in school don't feed the trolls yep um and last but not least hitman which um were playing part of the 16 ounce community play I'm a big fan of that game. Oh. Yeah, um, I'll mention that quick. If you head on over to the Discord, which is in our show notes uh, every week, um, you can find out about the Game Pass game club that they do. So I think this one goes, you might have to help me with the chocolate, but you have until the 17th to beat parts, the first two missions of Hitman. Um, and then if you send in questions through the Discord, um, They'll have a discussion about it on the 16 Ounce Gaming podcast. Um, yeah, but I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's uh, I think it's Parish and uh, Sepienza are the two first ones. Well, I thought it was the prelude, the um, oh, training mission. Oh, you're right. And then I'm Paris. sorry, that counts as the first. So it's training mission in Paris. Yeah, the I, training I mission is the yacht, right? Yeah, it is. It's like a fake yacht, yeah, kind of thing. Okay, I tried playing that game a long time ago and I didn't get into it. I should be. That's what I should be doing. Maybe I'll do some of that after the podcast. Actually. It's definitely one of those games to where it's like, get at least, I, I know I hate it when people say this for any kind of game, but play at least three or four hours and it really does start to, uh, really does start to flow uh, a lot better. T- try playing it if you're a, just a running gun type of player. Oh, you, I, uh... oh it's, it's, well, <laughs> it, I would argue impossible. Yeah. It is torture. I managed to get to the, the guy you need to assassinate. And then all hell broke loose, and I was like, "How do I, how do I escape? And where's my, <laughs> my clothes? What do I do? Help!" So I had to turn it off, and yeah, that was it. It's... So, so you got like ten minutes into Hitman. <laughs> you see, you're being generous there. Very... <laughs> did you get 20? to a, did you get to a water level, and then everything kind of fell apart, or D- yeah, and then just went back onto Shadow Complex, and okay, fair that was enough. it. I was, I was oh. done. You're playing Shadow Complex? No, no, I haven't touched it. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was a joke huh, about no. games you're not finishing. No. Okay. Oh, 
That's okay, though. You can fire that at me. I've never finished the Grand Theft Auto V campaign. I haven't either. Oh, no, neither have I. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to we're gonna get some hate for that. I, 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 think I, yeah. I think I got to where you were on a helicopter and you were sniping agents in a in a big skyscraper building and you had to grab the guy. And I, that's, I just remember that's the last thing I did in that game. I don't even remember the last thing I did. No, I can't. I was going to say also, I watched, um, again, completely off topic, Ready Player One. How was it, actually? I've not seen that. Oh, my God. Loved it. It was really, really good. So many nods and Easter eggs inside Easter eggs inside an Easter egg. It was um, it Definitely was just like a nostalgia no. trip, yeah. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Especially for me being... Um, Old. <laughs> I paused too long there, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you gave me way too much time. <laughs> yeah. Way too much time. Um Growing up in the eighties, it, it just everything. I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" It was, uh, it's really, really good. I was yeah, born in eighty nine, so I was eighty seven. Yeah, I was alive in the eighties for nine months. Nine months. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> okay, actually, Chocolate, I got a question. Then, what was your first intro into video games? Then, since you were like a close to a decade kind of previous. I'm trying to think now. Or like, See, we, I guess, what was your first console? Maybe something like were, that. Yeah, we were never flush with cash, so in my house, the first, the first real console I think we had was Pong. So there was a, an actual machine that just played Pong. That my oh, dad... so it wasn't like an Atari or anything like that? Yeah, it was... yeah that's, that's the only game it played, Pong. And then um, my brother and sister got older, and somehow my dad, because he's nice to them and not me, uh, <laughs> bought them uh, uh, NES. Oh, okay, okay. So and, that was my um, first one was in the NES, yeah. Yeah, so then Mario and all the other bits. I was going to say, so even me being a, a little bit younger, like NES was still my first thing because that's what my dad had around. Yeah, that was my first introduction to video games was in the NES and the Duck Hunt game, actually, with the with the gun. Oh, so I always wanted Duck Hunt. Do either, always wanted it. either of your parents play games at all? No. Mine, no. no. Okay. Not, not, in the, not in the slightest. My, my parents <laughs> don't even play any on phones. They are as far away from video games as you can imagine. So that's the thing. Like, my dad used to play, like, he had the NES, obviously. that He didn't buy that, like, for me and my younger brother. So he had that, and then, like, we had a PlayStation 1, which I feel like he used to play, like, NBA Jam with us all the time and, like, some other stuff like that. But then mm-hmm. it was just nothing after that. So I wonder... I should ask him. Like, hey, Dad, why don't you game anymore? And he'll be like, he'll hold up his iPhone and be like, I play Candy Crush every day. Hold on, my my clan is getting ready to battle another clan on uh, exactly. Clash here. So let me yeah. let me get back to you on that. <laughs> That's probably the extent of it now. I wonder if I just like had him over at some point. I was like, Hey, we're gonna play some Madden. He'll be like, This isn't Madden. This is is this real life? The TV. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unrelated, but I have to I have to recommend people go, uh, Google this. But YouTube. Um, uh, the guy from uh, Taken, uh, uh, Liam Nielsen, he did a Clash of Clans uh, commercial for the Super Bowl, and it is brilliant. And I would recommend anybody watch it. Like I don't play when was that, that game. Uh, it was like two years ago, a Super Bowl commercial, and he did a play off the Taken uh, with Clash of Clans. Like <laughs> oh, that's really where funny. like somebody like rated his sport. He's like, whoever you are, I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> I have a very specific set. Of <laughs> yeah, skills. he goes on this montage, and then like he's at a Dunkin' Donuts, and he gets interrupted by the lady. It's like, sir, your uh, coffee's ready. He's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's actually, and then he like points to Covey. Like, hey, it's actually Liam, not not Ian. Uh, you got it wrong there. On the, <laughs> it's a pretty good commercial. I recommend checking it out. That's funny. Um. All right. Well, where were we? Hitman. 
So, Doc, you're also know. playing Hitman, right? I, I actually uh, was really into it when it first came out. And uh, so the first... Uh, I got so into it, the first couple of levels, I've actually maxed out the level on. So um, just to give a little setup to the game to help explain it better to people is you... Essentially, the way to think of it is you have a game where you have different uh, set levels and stages. And on those levels, there will be uh, campaign-related like people that you're supposed to take out. But there's a lot of different scenarios and ways to do it. Obviously, it's a sandbox, so there's a ton of ways to do it. But the game also presents you with um, specific scenarios that it will give you extra XP for. And as you level up in each sandbox level, you unlock more gadgets, weapons... Um, disguises, starting areas. So, like, on the Paris level, it's like, hey, once you get to level 10, you start as a cook, dressed as a cook in the kitchen on the basement level. And, or you unlock a uh, agency drop-off in the second-floor bathroom where you'll go and behind the toilet is a uh, a gun hidden. Or you can put gadgets there. So, it's like, it, it you unlock stuff and makes the levels easier to do whatever you're looking to do in. And that's how you level up. So um, my only issue with that is I feel like I wouldn't go back to play the levels again. But I think that's just my it's well, just how, the type of player I am though. So that would normally be my uh thing too and and I guess there's also a caveat of they don't do this anymore cuz they only did it for the first year of the game and I guess that's when they transitioned to working on Hitman 2 which is coming out this fall, but they used to do a it's called a weekly hit and it was available to everybody. And it was a scenario to where there would be a specific new person on a level in a in, in this random scenario, and you would have one try to do it, and you had you could do it any time within the week, but you only got one try. If you died or got caught, it was or you could get caught, but you had one try, and if you died, it was over. You never got a second chance. No way. Um, but it but it was weird in the sense that I'm not I'm normally not for like high stakes one shot things, but it was. It was cool in the sense that it made you want to go back and level up levels to where you had stuff. Like, I remember the first week I did it, there was a celebrity chef that they made look like Gordon Ramsay was on the Paris level. (laughs) And he was doing a um, big uh, Food Network TV type show on the stage at that Paris level. And he was going around the mansion, talking to different TV stations and going through the kitchen and talking to his, like, staff and stuff. And so what I did was like, okay, well, I'm going to pretend to be a chef in the kitchen, and I'm going to store a gun in the trash bin on the other side of the kitchen. And inevitably, what would always happen in those scenarios is it would all just go tits up, and everything would your plan would never go according to plan. And I think I ended up somehow killing him in the stairwell in a botched assassination attempt, and then I disguised as a radio tech guy and got out of the level or something like that. I don't know. You killed Gordon Ramsay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shot him in the head. Uh, what? Just, yeah, right in the stairwell. Just um, boom. Uh, and his liaison, too, because, you know, witnesses. But Makes sense. Were these called elusive targets? Yes, that was it. Elusive targets. I couldn't think of the name. And I they f- were fun. I feel like <laughs> Giant Bomb or Giant Beast Cast, yes. one of them talked about them all the time. See, that's what got me into this game was Giant Bomb. That's awesome. When they started doing weekly episodes, and I'm like, hey, that looks kind of fun. And then they even do, like, the uh, Sapienza level. They 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 turn And when they would do these uh, special events, they would, like, update the level. So they did a play on Iron Man in the Sapienza level to where they turned it all into a big movie set. And the guy looked like Tony Stark playing Iron Man, and he was, like, this washed-up actor, and he was... Uh, he was costing the studio millions of dollars because he wouldn't drop the project, so the studio hired you to take him out, like, secretly. <laughs> and But, like, it was a set, so there was all these pyrotechnics and, and stuff like that, and you could kill him in re- ways that looked like accidents. 
So, like, the way I killed him one way was uh, I had the... He was supposed to fly away on his Iron Man jetpack away from the dinosaur, and it would spew out fire. And I made it to where the uh, the jetpack glitched, and he flew right into the dinosaur's mouth and just got burned alive from the pyrotechnics. <laughs> and it, it... Like, that game has a lot of fun and charm to it, and all I would say is I'm glad people are checking out in Game Pass, because I think it flew over the radar for a lot of people. Or under the radar, I mean, and uh, it's got a lot of charm to it. It's a, it's more replayable than people would think. Is the best way to sum it up, I think. Can we start using "flew over the radar"? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that <laughs> for games that are like in the spotlight. We saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, like Red Dead Redemption uh, Two is going to be flying that over is the, the radar first. this October. Yeah, that is the first. Yeah, <laughs> get that soundboy. Get that soundboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, but it's funny you say that, Risky, because Giant Bomb's what totally got me into that game and then kind of opened my eyes to the fact that it's like, hey, this is actually really fun. And a- another thing about that game that I might even suggest to Toast is you can make your own scenarios in that game. So we could even do like a weekly thing of like, hey guys, I've made a scenario where you have to dress as the Sheik on the Paris level, which is like this um, uh, Saudi Arabia looking prince guy and with an axe kill the guy on stage or something like that you can make specific scenarios oh wow and we could even do that for like the community for like a week you have a week to beat this scenario and this is the scenario and you can make them as crazy as you want you know oh god could you imagine if you could clip for every time you kill him get all the oh, community totally. to make a clip and you could totally. see just the mess that I mean, people would make <laughs> that's part of the beauty of this game is is it You'll have these grand plans set up, and it almost never goes according to plan, and it's just a shit show at one point. But that honestly makes it even more brilliant to play and watch because I don't know. It's 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 a good game, yeah. And it's uh, I'm you know to people that are like risky, that's like I don't really replay levels. I would still say give this a shot because it puts enough incentives in the game um, that makes you want to play a level more than once. I was for gonna sure. say I think knowing the elusive targets i'm assuming will come back oh for hitman they, 2 yeah they've already said that is 100 percent coming back it's yeah. like when i was playing it i wasn't focused or even really knew about that when i was trying to play it so it's like i wasn't gonna try to play a mission a second time because it was like well i'm not gonna have a reason to come back here yeah um were th- are there rewards i'm assuming there's rewards for taking down the elusive targets like what what was that uh, you would get like usually cosmetic items or a uh, a new look to a gun um you know, it was nothing that was, like, game-changing, but just stuff, a, a wink and a nod that, like, hey, you got this, like, one of the distractions you had in the game was you could flip a coin on the ground, and it was always a, a running gif on the internet that it was so, the AI was so dumb in some scenarios, but it made a it made the game have charm where you could just constantly lead a guy with a coin forever in a, in a direction, because he would just be like, oh, coin, flip another one, oh, coin, and it's just so stupid, but... Is that, like, uh, the equivalent of, like, tossing a rock? Totally, but even almost more stupid in this game. Okay. But, like, they on one time, you you would kill an elusive target, and you got a coin that had an imprint of that guy on it, or, you know, something, stuff like that, basically. So, nothing crazy, but a wink and a nod that you completed something. Cool. I think I'll have to check out the second game, then. That's, um, having those elusive targets sounds really, really good. Yeah, it's... It's a great way to have a uh, meta around a game of just the craziness, you know, it can be. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, and even last example I'll give of this game, just to kind of let you know how deep it can be, is that 
even when you're not talking elusive targets, like you'll look at scenarios on levels. And one of the scenarios I saw in the Paris level one time was kill this guy and, and woman, the two main targets of the level, with a sniper rifle within five seconds of each other. And I'm like, that's not possible. How would you even do that? And then once you play the level enough times, you start to get down their pathing and what you can do to get them in certain areas. So then okay. I found that once you set off fireworks, both of these, this chick will go to the bottom uh, terrace and look at them, and the guy will go on the second floor terrace and look at them. Well, then what I also found out was you could put a sniper rifle or get a sniper rifle and put it up on this um, elevated construction beam, and you had a remote to set off the fireworks. So then I set off the fireworks, got them both to appear at those two terraces above and below each other, and then sniped them within five seconds from that elevated uh, beam. So, like I said, there's a lot of cool scenarios you can play out in that game. It's kind of like a puzzle. <laughs> it, it, actually, like, yeah, that, totally. That seems real puzzling. And, and the part of the replayability is you you become so intimately familiar with the level that you're like, you'll be running through a playthrough and like, okay, I've got to do this and this. Oh, wait, I know that waiter um, talks to that one chick on the second floor about uh, the this one room that's under construction, and I could go... Uh, wait there because I know that one chick's going to walk through there at one point to to do blah 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 you know so like you get familiar with the level enough to where you can kind of plan out stuff in your head you know where certain things are and things like that oh no the level's inside out the amount of times I get stuck <laughs> <laughs> 17 Chocolate's times like, a charm yeah, yeah yeah chocolate like no there's a bottle of champagne on the left counter of that kitchen over there if you grab that you yeah. can hit him over the head like it's always there. Trust me. Yeah, but which guy? Guy with the red shoes. Um, yeah, he'll be in here in five minutes. To, yeah, standing next to the guy with the Burberry bag. Yeah, dumb. What else have you been though. playing, Doc? Uh, me, pretty much that, and uh, we happy few, which uh, is getting some not so nice reviews <laughs> on the internet right now. <laughs> but I can always speak from my experience and. I've had a great time with that game. I think it is one of the more uh, charming narrative experiences I've played in a long time. And maybe it's just because I like that British style of humor to it. Um, but it, uh, I'm trying to think what it reminds me of the most as far as the type of humor. It's got like fable type British humor to it. And um, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a quality story, in my opinion, that actually has a lot of twists and turns. I won't give away too much, but the basis is that Germany won the Second World War, and basically in order to, or at least what you were led to believe, is that all the uh, citizens, any uh, any of their children under 13 years of age, they had to send them to Germany as part of a, essentially like an old-school hostage situation of, you all will be on best behavior because, hey, if you don't, we've got your kids, wink and a nod kind of thing. So that was the basis of this story. And then you start to realize, okay, well, that explains that, but then why is there this whole weird culture of, like, take your joy, forget everything, everybody's happy, it'll all be okay, we're all happy, don't be a downer, you know, always take your joy. And it's this weird um, pseudo, like, government that's in place that's you start to figure out that, hey, everything isn't as it appears and that's all i'll kind of say about it but there's a lot to the story that makes it really interesting though it so this is substantially different from what's been in preview oh for the well however many years coming up to this yeah yes and no i would say the majority of the story yes and 
the only way I can sum up this game to people is it, it came out of preview as a survival type game. It still has those elements, but the way I would describe it is, imagine if Bioshock and Skyrim open world with a little survival had a baby, and that's basically what this game is. You have your main quest, you have side quest, you have um, home shelters you can fast travel between, um, but then there's also the aspect of like, you have to drink water ever so often, or eat food ever so often, but then it's it's it makes the survival interesting in the sense that like, what I learned early on in the game is like, okay, I'm in these poor districts outside of the main city where they are all hopped up on joy and all these people are miserable and starving to death, and that's when you learn real quick that everything is kind of, something's off here. And normally I would just drink water from any of the any of the water fountains around that area, and that's how I would get water. Well, as soon as I got into the civilized, hopped up on joy part of the world, I uh, went up to a sink and filled a canteen up with water so I could have for later. When I drank it later, I all of a sudden was tripping balls on joy, and I found out <laughs> that they laced the water in those parts of the world with joy. So you can't, no matter what, you can't escape it. Uh, and I'm like, okay. oh no! <laughs> and so then I would have to make a point to like fill up multiple canteens back in another place of like normal tap water, uh, because the problem with joy is like if you take too much, you can start tripping balls and like seeing weird stuff <laughs> and give you negative status effects. And the other problem is if you take too much joy and you come off of it, you crash hard and start having withdrawals. <laughs> like this game what? has a lot of drug aspects to it. There's a lot of drug taking and dealing in this game. I wonder what they were doing while this was in development. Hey, mm. all, all I can say is when you're on Joy, the world looks great. <laughs> but what's crazy is like you'll be on Joy and when you're crashing off of it, you'll be in this new part of town and it's like bright lights, street lights, everything's magical. You have butterflies flying around your head. And when you start to come off of it, you start fading in and out. And you start fading out and seeing how horrific the world actually is, but then fades back in real quick to, like, butterflies and unicorns, and it's insane, like. uh, But again, that's just part of how this game has a lot of charm to it, and I would say, yes, it has jank. The people that are reviewing the game saying it has jank are not wrong. It does. I would argue that the story and the mechanics of it go at least for me go above and beyond that to where this game is really i'm probably going to definitely finish it i've enjoyed it immensely so far well isn't isn't that the biggest thing between this and what's been in game previews that there is actually a story portion now that this past few months they had already introduced a lot of the story so i think the main thing they started adding uh right before launch was a lot of the uh videos and stuff in the game because um similar to like bioshock you would pick up audio tapes you get um video memories in this game and a part of now i've only played one character so far this game does have three separate characters that you play as and i've only played through one character so far arthur and his background is that he always looked after his brother who was a little slow and he loved his brother very much but he always had to kind of take care of his brother because he was just he was not a normal he was not normal in the sense that he was had a lower iq and just had to be helped out a lot with things and his biggest regret is that when they got to the train station where the Germans were collecting all the kids to go to Germany, you had to be 13 and over. Arthur lied about his age and said he was over 13, so he didn't go, but then he didn't stop them from taking his brother Arthur. And, he, and in, during the game, he's like, I always told Arthur I would go to Germany with him and protect him, and I, I failed him. And, you know, and his goal is to eventually get back to Arthur somehow. Or not Arthur, but his brother Percy, I'm sorry. So that's his uh, motive for this, for this entire game and for, as far as what his goals are. Oh, I hate um, that the story sounds good. 
It's my favorite thing. <laughs> Dude, I'm so surprised about how good this story actually is. And there are... I've uncovered two twists so far to this game that is kind of like... Okay, like, you'll get an idea early on where you think the story is going with the twist, and then something happens, and you're just like... I was wrong. <laughs> I, wow, was I wrong. Like, and not only was I wrong, this whole outside world of what I thought is going on in this alternate history is way crazier than I thought, so... And this... Yeah. Unless you were in game preview, this is a $60 game, right? Oh. It is, yeah. It is. made me cry when I looked at the price. And yeah. and I will say, I don't know if I can recommend it for $60 because anybody to where some of the jank would bother them enough, I think the price tag might be too high. 30 sounds like it would have been a great place to I think, hop in. I, totally, I think they probably could have even got away with 40 but I think 50 or 60 is too high. But with how quickly games go on sale nowadays, I have no doubt in two or three months this will be down to 40 or so. That's like... No, you're good, Chocolate. I was going to say, they've got a season pass on it as well, haven't they? They do. They're adding, I think, four additional... St- now, I have not bought the season pass, but if I end up finishing this game and it holds up so far, I probably will. So, I think it's like four additional story DLC will be added later, though. I wonder how long those are. Or, like, if they're substantial story no idea. chunks. Yeah. I, as far as the main game goes, and now this is probably part of the fact that there is a lot of side quests in this game... Um. I've played eight hours so far, and I'm still on the first guy, and I don't feel like I'm anywhere near to finishing his story, and there's two other characters I will play as eventually. Well, so. crap. I was <laughs> I was talking about <laughs> renting it before we hopped in, but it sounds like the well, rental could end up costing more, unless I really put my nose to the grindstone when I rent it. You could maybe beeline it, but... Are you doing a lot of but, the side quests and stuff, then? I am, but I will also say there's a lot of RPG to this game. You have a skill tree you upgrade. You uh, the crafting as far as weapons and stuff goes. Like, so like again, how they make the crafting interesting. So you can create really crappy bandages that are called like I don't know what they're called, like nasty bandages or whatever you know, makeup. Like, so you the only time you need to use bandages is if you get hit with a pierced object that'll cause you to bleed. Well, if you bandage with a dirty one, you will get an infection and you have to use an antiseptic. So then that makes you want to use uh, sterile bandages so you don't get an infection. Or let's say you have a hunger meter and none of these meters are really that bad. They never are intrusive in my opinion. Uh, you don't have so to you're not, them that often. you're not starving every no, 10 steps? No. And honestly, you find berries and stuff around everywhere so much to where you never have to think about it really. Um... But let's say you're in a crunch and you're on a story beat part of the level to where maybe you can't access the outside level and you're in a story beat. And you're like, well, all I've got is this rancid carrot. Well, if you eat the rancid carrot, it'll make it'll fill your hunger meter, but you'll automatically be sick. And the only way to get rid of that is to make yourself throw up. So you can either take drugs to do that that make you, or uh, emetic drugs that'll make you throw up, or you can brew a tea that will make you bl- throw up. So there's like these interesting mechanics as far as the that stuff goes. So for every for every action you for every action you do, there is subsequent reaction. Sometimes positive and or negative. Sometimes. So now, if you eat just a normal carrot, it fills up your hunger meter. Done. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. But obviously, you're going to find more abundantly in these poor sections of the towns outside of the main civilization controlled by the government. All you're going to find is like rancid vegetables. But now, if you're in the nice part of town you'll find, you know, good food and stuff like that yeah. for the most part. Or you have these little... <laughs> this There may not have been a better game I've seen in years that does more a better job of world-building than this game. Because when you're in these government-controlled part of towns, 
you know, you have everybody walking around all cheery and everything's perfect and fine, and you'll have these phone booths you can go in and take your complimentary joy t- pills. Because you have these robots set up by different uh, areas that will, if you're low on joy, they will sniff you out and start to be like, you need to take your joy now, and if you don't, you'll be a downer, and nobody likes downers, and you'll look over at this old lady and she'll start pulling out a um, frying pan and like beating it against your hand and be like, yeah, we don't like downers, and it's like, it's just so <laughs> psycho weird, like, uh, it's it's something else. So though. dystopian, it's, uh, like it really is, but in such a interesting way. Uh, they, they like I said, this game has jank, but the as far as the world building goes, they knock it out of the park with that. So I'm so totally I'm not, now. not. I was I'm totally not gonna buy this. I, I, I tell you, <laughs> I, I would say this is the best recommendation. Watch somebody stream this on Twitch. I think that is the. Uh, you, I guess we could say that about a lot of games nowadays, right. but like. Go watch it. Somebody stream it for like 30 minutes an hour. If you've liked what you've seen after 30 minutes an hour, I would say maybe worth buying then, you know. Fair enough. Because you'll, you'll see the flaws, you'll see the good stuff, and you'll decide at that point whether or not it's worth it. So, Yeah. But that's uh, that's right. about it for me, though, pretty much. That took up most of my time. I, I'll let you talk about the uh, Blobs were Beta Risky, but uh, I played a lot of that, too, though, and um, uh, that was... Um, I enjoyed that a lot, but now I've, I've kind of got some... I, we'll talk about it later, but I've also got some other feelings about it. So, well, I mean, we can we can just get into it now because I didn't. I mean, besides, I don't need to talk about how I'm still playing Hollow Knight and Dead Cells, um, No Man's Sky. I'm stuck on those three for the most part. But um, the Black Ops Four beta was this weekend for Xbox, and did you get a chance to hop into that at all, Chocolate? No, no, I didn't uh, use the trick that. Classic Ryan move. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't try. And like I said, I, I can't. I'm too old. I say I'm too old. My my reaction time is absolutely dog rubbish. Um, I can't, I can't do it. I mean, I I'm even starting. Like I'm, I don't know. I can still like keep up. I'm middle of the pack at least usually, but. There's some times where I just run into gunfights at this point, and I don't stand a chance. Like, not even. <laughs> oh no! Not even on my best day. These kids just as soon. Yeah, as soon as I get quick, quick scoped with a sniper rifle, I'm just like, yeah, my my prime is. I'm on the downhill. That's no, because like, I I was playing with I was playing with you, Doc, when we ran into the quick scoper, yeah. right? And yes. Yeah, it was on that uh that I don't know what you I don't know what his like name was. Yeah, yeah. On part of it, but I don't know how that is still a thing <laughs> in I, and Call some people of are Duty. really good too at it i mean like i don't know you get killed as soon as like three inches of your head comes around a corner they're that good <laughs> well, like maybe you know the answer to this risky so tell me is this how it works are they basically putting a dot in the center of their screen and then just going through the motion of scoping and then firing right away is that how they're doing it or i wish i knew how i used to think it was a timing thing like Maybe okay. Between your left trigger and right trigger, I thought it was like a pull, and then you have to hit fire at the right time. And I thought it made like the hitbox a lot larger. Small enough. Than, well, or, like bigger. Oh, larger. Okay, yeah. Okay. So you had a lot more room for error. But I don't. I don't know how it works. But when I see the kids do it, it does seem like because the the red dot thing that you're talking about in the center of the screen was always like a hip fire thing is what I had heard when people okay, were playing so, that. Yeah, just a way to at least land some of the shots when you're not necessarily Right, because if the dot's there and you're not aiming down sights and you are firing from your hip, like you're saving that much time not having to ADS. 
Right, right. Okay. So like that's what I always thought the dot was for. It very I could be completely wrong though, and this could be that could be exactly how they're doing it. But it's just like the reaction time still feels like it's way too fast. Like they're doing it. Yeah. Like I don't know the people that are good at it. You literally don't stand any chance. It's the quickest way you can kill a person. Totally. In those I, games, I feel like my prime was back in like pharmacy school when I would come home from class and I was like 22 years old and I would like fire it up and I was like you know get like a KD of like 3.0 and like Lord. I'm so far from that now like you know that but that's when I was playing nothing but like that's when literally I was playing nothing but Modern Warfare on 360 and nothing else I mean you know yeah so. I would say in my prime it was probably like a 2 and then it's like the last few years the last few games have come out it's like 1.5 feels respectable totally. Yeah, it's like same, if I can same. stay close to there, I'm like, hey, I'm helping the team out. Yeah, if I could get a decent chunk over one, I'm I'm not happy, but I'm happy enough that I'm not, in my eyes, a failure. So. I can also tell that by Black Ops Seven, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm above <laughs> one. <laughs> All on. right, guys, I I I made the crest over point five. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I I enjoyed the beta. It's it definitely more Call of Duty. It's super fast. Well, I would say yeah. this feels like the fastest Call of Duty I've ever played. Like, if you're not running and gunning with, like, an SMG or a shotgun, you don't really stand a chance. Like, the only yeah. place that sniper rifles have in this game is literally for quickscoping. Like, yeah, you're not I, holding down lanes anymore or anything like that. I, I started having some pretty good luck with DMRs and stuff. I feel like they've balanced those enough to where you can get away with playing with playing those a little pretty consistently slower. yeah yeah and, and obviously it depends on the level and lanes and stuff like that and the but, game uh, mode i would say too i just totally, play a lot totally. of tdm so it's yeah, like same. you just need to be sprinting as fast as you can and killing as many people as you can as quick as you can but actually that's it's kind of weird you say it like that because i agree like I, something about call of duty has always been like i just want to play team deathmatch when i play call of duty that's like and, literally you know, like other, all i play <laughs> Yeah, and then other game modes, I always give other stuff a chance to Call of Duty. I'm like, no, I don't want to play Control. I want to play Team Deathmatch. I know what the best else. game mode is in Call of Duty. I'm yeah. not going to leave it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of that, though, that one new, I want to call it Heist. Is it called Heist? Yeah, the uh, cash grab kind of thing. Yeah, uh, so yeah. you're getting money for doing different things, for getting kills, and then there's mm-hmm. actually like a duffel bag of money, which is your objective, and you're trying to bring it back yeah. to like your safe point. Um. So you're starting with just a pistol or a pistol and minimal perks, minimal equipment. Um, oh right! And as you're earning yeah. cash in between rounds, you can buy weapons and weapon attachments. Yeah. Um, they, they totally take like the Counter Strike. I was gonna uh, say aspects. it feels yeah. a lot like Counter Strike, and I think this yeah. that mode's really cool. We I liked it. Yeah. We got spanked in it though, <laughs> so it it didn't seem like a ton of fun. But that's just no game mode's gonna seem fun when. Yeah, I, I will say of of all the game modes, that was one I got in the most one sided battles on for sure. Yeah, of like you learned right away like which team was better and which team was going to win. Yeah, and another part but, of that, so like the rounds end, it's either when one team gets the cash bag back to their side or you eliminate the other team. Right. And I just feel like I didn't see somebody bring the cash bag back to win. <laughs> I did. It was like literally just once. whole teams getting wiped, and that was exactly it. yeah. Because usually that's just so much easier, anyways. And if the, and if people are congregating around that area, it seems like that's going to happen more often than not. Right. But, but I thought, I mean, that that game mode's cool, but I'll still I, end up in team deathmatch. Yeah, I I guess I've got the weird opinion of I actually 
had more fun with this than I have in a long time with Call of Duty, and I actually think it's going to turn out to be a really, really good game. Like, I think it's very polished. One of the, like I said, one of the more fun times I've had with a Call of Duty game. I think the problem for it with me is is that this fall is just going to be so ridiculous with how many games are coming out. I think that's the only drawback to it for me. So, so are you about to give me the bad news that you canceled your pre-order? <laughs> I did. Uh, and honestly, I, I will say this. If Red Dead 2 was not coming out this year, I would 100% be in on, on Call of Duty. But I think that is... It's Battlefield. I, Battlefield paired with red dead is yeah that's been that's my problem <laughs> totally that You're that dumb. is the issue is that battlefield is going to be always my go-to not that i have anything against call of duty but i've just kind of leaned more towards that game mode nowadays and then it's the red more sophisticated dead. game <laughs> oh you would say that posh You're, bird. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah thank you for that name drop oh uh, uh <laughs> I was gonna say you're. I was gonna say that's chocolate's words, risky, not mine. But uh, me personally, I do prefer Battlefield. With that said, if it wasn't for Red Dead, I would totally get Call of Duty. But yeah, Red Dead, I know that is gonna be such a huge time investment. That yeah, for sure. I I yeah. totally understand. I, yeah. This year, more than any, feels like a pick one or the other. Like there's not yeah. a ton of like I'm still gonna get both, but right. one of them right. is gonna end up with limited game time. I think. Well. And hey, who knows? If Blackout turns out to be awesome, I very well could get back into it. That's so true. like, I'm not even ruling out the fact that I might get back into it because you know that game mode could end up being dynamite. So because that'll be, I mean, in my head at least, that game mode is going to be a lot slower than, than yeah. Tedium. Yeah, yeah, I th- I th- yeah, I think it has, so I, has to be right. I can be into that. Well, yeah, if you're playing, you're just going to die for the from the people that are using sniper rifles. Yeah. And, oh, quick scoping and. <laughs> <laughs> that game mode, though. Actually, I've got a I've got a question for you, Chocolate, and I want to hear your answer to it too, Risky. With this not being a separate, I, I feel like Battlefield it's not as much of a thing because I think they're kind of underplaying it more than Call of Duty is. But with Call of Duty really playing up this game mode, with that not being a standalone free to play, do you think that is going to be a big deal? What do you What do you think, Chocolate? I think so. I I think the model, especially for this battle royale mode it's free to play isn't it um or at least it, fortnite the most successful one is yeah well yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be interested to see what the stats when it when the full game's out what the stats are like do people stay with the team deathmatch or do they go and try this blackout mode and stay on blackout mode that's the yeah i think that's the key it would be nice um, if they actually gave you like the percent i don't know if you've booted up modern warfare remastered i did for some reason which i wasn't even going to talk about it but going back into that now it tells you the percentages of their online population and where they're actually playing and which game modes oh that's cool so you know like how fast you'll get into a game like i wish more games did that actually it's it's so smart because like their standard team deathmatch it was like 48 percent of players on right now are playing team deathmatch so you won't have a problem picking up a game like that yeah but if you're like hardcore free for all it'll be like less than 2% of people are playing this. <laughs> like, it could take you 20 Might want to grab a snack. <laughs> exactly. And I, that would be awesome if they public, or like had that right on the screen for you so you could tell, like, yeah. oh, 95% of people are playing this blackout mode. It's like, hell yeah, what that's where I'm going. going well, I've got a feeling, though, that would be a, a day two or three update, only if that mode's doing well, if that mode's 
tanking. You won't I don't see think that. You'll see. Uh, well, I agree yeah, completely. Okay, I got a I got a better question for you, Risky. If this was a standalone free to play game mode of Call of Duty, could it dethrone uh, Fortnite? I would say this would be one of the only games that would have a chance to do it. I agree. So I if agree. there was a game that was going to do it, if it's good, then yeah. Yeah, I think if there's anybody that would have enough eyeballs day one to get the player base there, I think it's I think it's Activision. Call also, of Duty. if the blackout mode was a standalone free to play thing, I'm pretty sure I would have canceled my black ops mode to be or my black ops pre-order i guess that's i guess that's devil's advocate if you're activision right to making it not right i guess it's like well we're not going to undercut we're not going to give away this free game and be like hey don't worry about call of or duty i guess even if it was like PUBG, where it was like this is a separate thing and it's 30 dollars, i'm just gonna buy that <laughs> like yeah i think that's where i would be at i don't know i think the skins are gonna be key aren't they of well what? how well it does that's the thing you could argue that they would make up the money anyways and i would still argue that there's a hardcore enough crowd that buys call of duty every year no matter what so i don't know i mean it, it's i don't know i just think that's an interesting that they're not but then again you know battlefield's not either so right it, not long to wait though is it no no uh, i mean be uh, here before we know it that is at launch too right risky uh, blackout mode? yeah and they're having a beta for it, I think. Oh, right. I think September. Septi- yeah, yeah, that's what I heard as well. Yep, September. So so we'll get to check that out at least. Um, overall, though, the beta is good. It's definitely more Call of Duty. It, de- it reminds me a lot of, I mean, Black Ops 3, just without the yeah, without the movement, without double jumps, wall running, sliding. Um, well, sliding as far as you used to be able to slide. Um, oh right, and yeah. then and, and I th- and for whatever reason I feel like the sliding feels really good in that game too in this version like it's yeah. it, it's a really nice movement feeling. Um, and then there's also overshields now, or it's not even like an is there overshields or you finally just have like a health bar above people's heads. It seems like the well the time to kill is up a little bit. Yeah, there's a health bar, but then I've definitely seen people run around with a, a white health bar where it normally would be then like two extra little yellow blocks so maybe there is like an overcharge or yeah, something in that heist mode you could buy armor and that would be like a so maybe that's what it is like a yeah. okay so uh time to kill is definitely up but at launch there will be hardcore i, I just said that without actually knowing that but i'd, I'd say surely because there's always been a hardcore mode right yeah i don't see them dropping that so if if you're looking for a quicker ttk that that might be it i'm not sure that's what i'm looking for at this point me and, me and chocolate to be over here uh sipping our tea in battlefield all uh fancy like so. yep yep hey i'll be there dishing out the med packs <laughs> it's it's nice at this point because it's like everybody from 16 ounce will be on battlefield and then it's like my friends from back home will all be on call of duty well, so it's like depending on who's where that's the only reason that i'll probably be able yeah. to play a bunch of both of them is because it's two just completely different groups of friends playing two different games well so. And to be fair, I think it'll still work out well that way because, to be fair, Call of Duty, you really don't need a full crew on to still enjoy that. You can have one or two people and still have a blast at that game. Yeah, for sure. To whereas yeah. Battlefield, it definitely helps to have at least four or five on, for sure. Oh, and if you're not running comms on Battlefield, you're just a, it's a mess, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they've got quick dialogue chat, but it's, it's nowhere near what you would need to be effective, probably. Yeah. Have you ever played Battlefield's TDM version? Yeah. Yeah, uh, they call it close quarters. Okay. I think I knew it had so, a different um, name because in Star Wars, I think they called it blast. Yeah, 
that honestly that's yeah. the mode I play a lot of times when I when nobody else is on and I just want to That's what I was going to say. If you yeah. if it's just you and someone else or something or even just totally. you by yourself that might be the most yeah. enjoyable way to like hone yeah. your your gun skills. Yeah. Cuz I mean, you can get in conquest games and have a squad leader that is actually trying or you could be squad leader and you can have a squad that's actually following your orders and that's fine even without comms, but half the time you'll get a guy that's either not giving objectives or your squad is spread out everywhere over the map so yeah it's conquest can be hit or miss if you're playing with randos for sure all right um how are you doing in dead cells doc uh i have basically not gotten any further i i'll I'll be honest i haven't played the last two days because of uh work and uh playing we happy few but i had gotten to the um I'd unlocked the 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 vines where you can climb up, and I'd gotten to the to where I could consist. I could always get to the uh, sewer level or whatever. Okay, yeah. But I I didn't get any further than that though, so not not very far. So yeah, I think I'm like four four levels into it now. So I ran okay. into this. It's just like a standalone boss, and he's called the Concierge, and I oh I made it up to him once. Um, and this is kind I kind of touched on this last podcast where it was like you spend all this time leading up to him. And then the first time I met him, like I didn't stand a chance because I, yeah. I couldn't learn his moves. And then it's like, once you get his health down to 75%, he's going to do something new. When he gets down to 50, he's going to throw yeah. in something else. It's like, you have to learn each one of those. But like that run that I did to get him, it was like a 35 minute game on a roguelike, which seems like a lot. Right. Um, but if, I mean, because I'm going through... The great thing about this game is the portals, how you can, like, portal around to places you haven't been. Or, like, if you know you have more to explore somewhere, you can use the portal to quickly jump to it um, and check out the rest of this area or whatever. So that playthrough took a long time. But thinking, like, after I lost to him, I just put it down because I was like, I'm not going to spend another 20, 25 minutes just to get back to that boss to get annihilated again. Because, But it's like, that's what you have to do. You have to learn his moves. You have to learn... When he's striking, when he's throwing projectiles, it's just yeah. So that frustrates me. I've definitely, but definitely watched a few streams where that looks brutally hard for sure. Um, the vine thing though is the first like hint of a Metroidvania for me. It was like, oh, okay, so there's something like a permanent perk you earn that opens up. It opens up the whole sewer level. So yeah, so you can yeah. either go to the sewer or the promenade. I think it's called the promenade. Yeah, right. That's the first two. Yeah, yep. the promenade's first, then sewer. Yeah. So like now that you unlock the vine to climb up to different areas, um, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's 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 really neat how that's kind of their way to like you said the Metroidvania way of kind of gating off stuff and then progressing. And because, you know, for a while there, I was like, well, am I going to get tired of these first two levels real quick? And then I'm like, oh, I can see now you don't even have to go to the promenade necessarily first. And that was my thing is that even once I opened up the sewer, I'm still like actively avoiding the sewer because I have the promenade (laughs) locked down. Like, yeah, I I can clear the promenade at this point. So, yeah, totally. I don't want to go into the sewer and have to learn a bunch of new enemies and whatnot. Yeah, new enemies, new yeah, styles, everything like that. Yeah, it's again, that game continues to impress me with uh I, you know, I I've said it last week, I'm not the biggest guy ever on uh roguelikes or uh Metroidvanias, but man, that game is solid though. It's also like just like me personally, if I looked at my gameplay now compared to when I first started, like y- you 
get noticeably better at like the dodging, the rolling, the when to use totally. your bow, when to use your shield. It's like watching the fluent combat now is just incredible compared to where it was when I first started. Well, it's I don't know. I really really like this game. What's so cool about it is like early on you were like I feel like I was going very slow and methodical, and once you get into a flow and really get your muscle memory down, you, you can start like really hopping through those levels, yeah, and like it actually <laughs> looks like you know what you're doing, you got your shit down, kind of thing. There's you know? been a like, few times where I was like, man, I should be streaming this game because it's actually going to look like <laughs> I'm really good at this because this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, you can get through like that first level in like 60 seconds if you go fast enough. It's like before it was taking me 10 yeah. minutes to clear the first one. Well, actually, I was talking to Chocolate before the stream, and I think I, I think we might have talked Chocolate into getting it. We we've kind of been talking it up, so yeah, I'm thinking about. Uh, I was looking through all the games on Spotlight, and that and We Happy Few. Uh... I, I hey, you'll find no bigger fan right now than than me than We Happy Few. But I would say for the price and how quick you can pick up and play it, get get Dead Cells. Yeah, yeah, I think Dead Cells is going to be what I'm going to go for, and I'll wait for a sale. Totally. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth picking up, especially on the sale, for sure. It's, um, it is a solid game. But yeah, that's that's really it. I've been trying to hit these same few games because I'm just trying to beat them <laughs> before I keep buying stuff. At least on my Switch, um, with hit or not Hitman, <laughs> with Hollow Knight and Dead Cells. Oh I'd, right, right. I mean Dead Cells. I'm not gonna beat that game as far. <laughs> At least thinking about it, I don't think yeah. I'll ever come close to it. But like Hollow Knight, yeah, I can tell I'm progressing. I can tell I'm, I've got to be. I'm like 13 hours into that game, and I feel like it's probably isn't that much longer of a game. <laughs> I was gonna ask if you made it to the last boss yet in that game. Not or no, not how yet. to go at it. Okay, I'm stuck at a paywall now, like an in-game paywall, Uh-oh. which kind of sucks. <laughs> um. So I finally had to Google my first thing for Hollow Knight, and I had to Google best places to farm Geo, which is the currency. <laughs> so it felt okay to Google it because it wasn't like a help. Oh, I'm yeah. stuck. I... It was like a I know I have to buy this thing, and it cost eighteen hundred Geo, and I've got like two hundred because you lose it yeah. all and you die too. So it's like right, roguelike, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't that I'm kind of like you when it comes to googling stuff. I feel like when it has to do with like a more of a mid maxing type thing, I don't feel that bad about it because I'm like, well, may, I, my the way I look at it is I'm gonna Google this now so I don't get in 20 hours later and like I'm an idiot for not doing this I'll the say whole time hate or something later. like that. Yeah, or yeah. like God forbid after the restart a playthrough, you know. So I'm just like when it comes to looking at mid maxing stuff, I don't necessarily have an issue with googling that stuff. So, so yeah, that's where I'm at in that. They're both. I'm hoping that Hollow Knight will be done before next podcast. I mean, I'm not hoping. The game, I adore that game. But I am looking forward to seeing what's what's at the end of this tunnel. Better hope there's not a water level. That's all I can say. <laughs> no. there, there isn't yet. Just a bunch of water I'm supposed to avoid. Yet. I need to finish Shadow Complex, you said. Because <laughs> that's going to be a that's gonna be a running joke until you do. Yeah. that's. I mean, I think that's good. We should just actively prod at each other for, for these games that we <laughs> haven't complete, completed. Um, Go so, have a list. List of shame. Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll do that one episode. Talk about our our backlogs of shame. Or the oh games gosh, we never I, I have, beat. I have a group on uh, my Xbox that says backlog. It's got a little clock symbol by it. And it's got, <laughs> I mean, I might as well put my whole library in it, but I've, I guess I've put like the top 10. And my whole thought process is I put games in there that um, are heavy, have sequels that are coming out. So that's my motivator to. So I need you know, to beat Hitman. Yeah. 
Well, you could actually beat Hitman pretty quick as far as just blitzing through the story. Um, so that actually isn't too okay. crazy to do. Well, yeah. here's a PSA for Kaboski. You better hurry up and f- beat the first Red Dead because the second one's going to be here before you. Oh, uh, yeah. If you have any interest in playing the second one. He said he was excited and it looks good, but he hasn't started the first one. And that's like. Oh, first one's so damn good. That's too. one of those ones where if I hadn't played that, that would definitely be top of my list of shame. No offense. That might be my. That might. That's probably top three best games last gen for me. That was so uh, good. Yeah, easily, I think. Best yeah. stories ever. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the best. Yeah, totally. Yeah, all right. Well. Next up, Chocolates Call-Out Challenge. Oh, shit. It's about to get real. And I'll just have to put a little caveat on this. I haven't played Rass yet, um, so I'm going to blame him. He's running scared. But uh, he's chosen the game. It's Madden. So, uh, as you can tell, I've had ah. a little practice. Yeah. Hence the long Chocolate, shot. Now I understand. Not get good practice playing the story mode <laughs> in Madden, right? I, I know, but. I've never. Sometimes, when you're naturally gifted like me, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's true. Anyway, I, you don't even get into need character. Practice. All right. <laughs> Who needs practice? Let's get into this. So, the next SOB I am calling out. <laughs> I'm going to call out one of our patreon or patrons i'm gonna call out sweeney because that small bald little man is starting to grind my gears speaking of hit man <laughs> i'm gonna gonna hit something i'm gonna crush him destroy him and all out make him cry into his little liverpool top oh yeah so <laughs> Sounds once you've listened to this sweeney you let me know when you want a beating, because I'm going to destroy you. Ooh, yeah! I hope he picks FIFA. He's going to destroy you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've heard legends of Sweeney on FIFA. <laughs> Sweeney, if you don't pick FIFA at this point, I'm going to be disappointed. So It doesn't matter. Make sure you give old Chocolate a, a beating. Chocolate's about to dish out some abuse, it sounds like. doesn't matter if it's FIFA. Doesn't matter what game anyway. it is, he, he wins. Segment was sponsored by Slim Jim. Yeah, snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> Gotta kick his ass. <laughs> All right, well, oh. thanks, Chocolate, for, for that. I feel like it was an out of body experience there. Eh? I feel like right, we're really in a, I feel like we're really innovative with uh, you know our, our retention for Patreons as far as like the callouts go. You know, I feel like that's really something that a lot of you know Patreon patrons haven't tapped into out there, really shaming their patrons. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call out Thank someone you for who supporting us. Me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm gonna, gonna beat your ass, you <laughs> sob. <laughs> Best of luck, oh. Sweeney. Um, He's gonna need it, right? But next up, let's get into the news. So, Doc, you're gonna hit us with some quick hits, are you? Yeah. Um, we're probably going to start a new thing to where uh, there's a lot of stories I feel like we kind of skip over that I've definitely had some people reach out to me and say like, uh, oh, you missed this or you missed this. So we're going to try to have like a quick hitting section that maybe is over stuff that isn't as 
maybe involved or in depth, but just kind of give a more of a PSA, I guess you could say. So um, I'm just going to go through them here. You guys can kind of get the idea of uh, what this is going to be like. Um, first up, Doom and Rage is coming to Game Pass. So both of those games, uh, Doom at least, I would, in my opinion, one of the best first-person shooters of this gen. Um, but Wolfenstein's definitely better, right? Uh, I see. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite of Shine. Shine is all Wolfenstein, no on Doom. I'm all Doom, no on Wolfenstein. So I haven't played Doom um, yet, so that's good. Guess I'll have to do that's that. Good. I mean, you rip demons from hell in half with a chainsaw. So what more could you want? Yeah, come on. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online is set to launch late September, so I don't know if anybody's super excited about that. But I guess I'm more interested to see what the uh, that game library service is going to yeah. be they're still doing that i was right? just gonna ask so do we know what nes games they're giving to us but apparently there's not. no more information from nintendo as far as that well, goes that's yeah. right that i could find so i'm assuming they'll announce <laughs> yeah, that <soon>. right yeah <laughs> so we'll see are you gonna uh you don't have a switch right chocolate yeah i haven't pulled the trigger or okay. i should say my wife hasn't uh... let you pull the trigger <laughs> yeah basically are you... <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Hey, I'm right there with you, Chocolate. I get it. I get it. I don't know. I haven't looking after the kids as, um, and trying to game, and then throwing a new console in there as well. I, yeah, I don't think I'd, I'd have the time. Got to get on that. From when we're on holiday, got to get on that side hustle. <laughs> so there you go. You take um, whatever, do whatever you want for that side hustle. You don't need to tell us. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to jump keep, on that, but I'll, yeah, leave, keep I'll the, leave that. Keep the pimp ham strong. What? Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2, Destiny 2 Forsaken DLC, and Doom Eternal all got new gameplay trailers. Uh, I'm assuming you guys have checked out the Red Dead, am I right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure that blew everybody away. That game looks like it is going to be fantastic. I can't, so. like... Uh, if that's not game of the year... I know God of War is still there, and people are going to fight yeah. for that, but... It, right, right. Red Dead, it just... Oh, God. I'm so excited for it, dude. It looks so and good. To be honest, I don't even think until we get that game in our hands, we're even going to see half of what makes that thing amazing, honestly, just because the amount of detail they put into the GTA Five after it's got its update on current gen just has me so excited for what that game's going to be. So I'm hoping for a online um, trailer at some point, like an online gameplay so you can see what their yeah. Red Dead Online is going to look oh, like. yeah. I'm still interested to see what that's gonna, yeah, what that's gonna be. We've seen like small details about like buying your own ranch and like having tents and different carriages and stuff, but yeah, it'll be nice to actually see what that looks like after they flesh it out. And it might not even when it starts up. I feel like GTA Online didn't did it launch when the game? It launched? didn't. No, not at not at game launch. I think it was a few months later, right? I, yeah, um, that's for some reason yeah, that's sure how I sounds right. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they're gonna do that, or so we might not even like hear anything about it until the game's actually out, and then it'll be like coming up in these next couple months. This stuff will be rolling out or something. I don't right. know. I don't know what the smart way to do that is because you want people to obviously play through yeah. your single player masterpiece. Like, but then like you look at how much money they made with GTA Online, you're just like, oh dang. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't think Rockstar have got a a plan they will just go this is what we're going to do and we stick to it and that's the end do of it do whatever they want whenever they yeah. want literally it's a good problem yeah. to have i guess you know so 
uh, and anybody other than Anglo or Turkey, is anybody else still playing Destiny too? Nope. Any chance? No, nope. no, okay. no, no. I think I'm going to be out on this DLC for the same reasons as uh, COD, but this fall and everything. So, which it sucks because this looks like it might actually be one of totally. one of the better, like a Taken King esque yeah. DLC. But you've so, it's you've suckered me into this too, too many times. Red Dead, I'm, Red Dead Two Rip kind of thing, you know. Fool like, me I mean, once, shame know. on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. So we'll see, you know. I'm like you, I think it totally looks great and like Taking King 2.0, but, you know, we'll see. And then the Doom Eternal uh, stuff, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, uh, so this is the sequel to the the reboot of Doom, and it looks like that, but amped to the ninth level. So did either of you guys play old school Doom 1 and 2 back in the day? Original Doom. Me. Yeah, no, you did. No, I didn't. Okay, so original Doom takes place on well, between Mars and Hell, and Doom 2, you go back to Earth because the Hellgate gets unleashed on Earth. This is actually, the reboot is picking up exactly how the old one uh, was. Doom Eternal, from the looks of it, will take place on Earth. Um, and it looks more like the first one, in my opinion, is awesome. I love the first one, so... Uh, hey, it's in Game Pass. Check it out now. Um, they have added some things, it looks like. They've added, like, a sword... You can use um, a uh, grappling mechanic. So they've definitely added a lot of more movement mechanics and melee stuff. It looks like it's got a lot more going on, and the weapons look insane. So, so. the extra movement options seem like that's perfect because of how fast-paced that game oh, appears yeah. to be, at least. I mean, just to give you a hint at this game, it, just like old-school Doom, you don't reload. You just There is no reload button. You just have your ammo, and you keep shooting. So <laughs> you run over your ammo... Uh, or you run over your ammo pickups, and it's just that it's one of the best reboot games I've ever seen that took a lot of inspiration from the old one and modernized it. So, uh, yeah, it looks good. I'm excited for that for sure. Um, Blizzard uh, has multiple Diablo projects in the work per Blizzard job listings uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, so I know there's a lot of guys in the community that are big fans of Diablo 3, or, or at least were. Uh, it you know came out a while back now, but uh, sounds like we're getting at least a couple new Diablo games, so, um, either of you guys big into Diablo 3, or was? Not my thing, no. I don't, I don't know what it is. Everything says I should love that game. Maybe I've never given it, like, <laughs> a fair shake. Yeah, or... that, hopefully that's it, because it's, a, it's one of those, it's a loot game, right? Like, yeah, I love it, totally. It, it, it's, it's, it's the, it's what spawned this generation of everybody saying it's a loot based Diablo style game. You know, you get like the Metroidvania roguelike terms, you get like the Diablo loot style terms out there too. So, so yeah, I should love it. I, I've tried playing it. I've tried playing it like co-op too with people and it's just, yeah, something doesn't click. I don't know if it's the setting or the, like the third person top down. I, I, couldn't tell you but no i've never gotten into it how about you chocolate i've played it a few times but it's like you it doesn't it didn't grab me mm-hmm. it's just i don't know, it came out at a time as well if i'm remembering rightly there wasn't many great games out yeah the console port happened pretty early on in this generation yeah so it was uh i think for the... me as well, playing it, I think at the same time, uh, a friend got me into Mass Effect. So I then started playing Mass Effect. I think I just kind of flushed it to the side. You chose the better game. You're good. Oh, yeah. D- 
Yeah. Yeah. I, speaking of last gen, amazing games, Mass Effect Two. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I I actually beat the uh, story on the PC, um, but never. It's one of those games that I've had a lot of friends tell me like it doesn't get good till you the the in game content where you replay a lot of uh, instances. So I never got into it at that level. It's just the um, worst way to sell someone a game. <laughs> Play yeah, forty well, hours you know, of I, it, then it gets good. <laughs> no, I'll pass. Yeah, because yeah, I think Diablo is the one that does the seasons, and they have specific yeah. uh, loot and things with seasons. So that's been their big uh, post-launch uh, thing, I guess you could say. So yeah, because they brought that seasons in. Was it almost two years ago? I might be shooting a bit too far here. Ah uh, no, it was. It's been a while. It's been a while ago since they started them for sure. So yeah, it uh, uh, wasn't. Yeah, nothing fairly new, but but yeah. So I mean, that's uh, you know at least a couple more games coming out. Um, I'm sure we'll get a proper Diablo Four uh, as far as what the other game will be. Who knows? But cool. uh, it's Bl- Blizzard might be a card game. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like they always got one got of them up their sleeve. So yeah. Um, Lastly, on the quick hits, God of War producer Brian Westergaard, who was the lead producer on God of War, uh, joins Microsoft Studio The Initiative. Is that actually uh, how that guy's name is spelled? I have no idea. I copy and pasted it. But so like, if he worked, if he worked on God of War, like, what a perfect name. Perfect last yeah, name. Right. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's perfect. It definitely helped his interview process, exactly. I'm assuming. So. Um. Yeah, they, and I didn't even put this down, but they've also hired people from a lot of other major studios, including, uh, oh, now I'm going blank, but there's been several other key hires, but this has been the, as far as like a top of the studio list name, this is one of the bigger ones they've had yet, but I think that's only a good thing. Yeah, so, dude, definitely. Yeah, God of War is great, <laughs> so I would love a game more like that on Xbox. It would be nice to see yeah. what that what the initiative comes up with. Yeah. What do you, uh, Chocolate, what do you, what do you think the, is the first we will hear from their game in the works at the earliest? All right, so he's only just been hired. I'd... Yeah, for what, for all we know, they have, they're they not even done even halfway filling up the studio staff. So Yeah, just, yeah. I don't think we will see anything this gen, potentially, if they want to flush out something properly and have a decent roadmap. You could see a console launch with... X title, I, I think I like it. That. Yeah. I yeah, I was just about to say I think that makes the most sense. Or with the E three where they announce the new next gen consoles, they're like, and here's what the initiative's been working on, and kind of make the first announcement there. That, possibly, but then you're pushing it too. You're kind of ramming it too quickly, aren't you? And I don't well, know whether they're trying to get rid of oh man, it's I, a double edged sword. I would argue that depending on the scale of this triple, and they have said it's going to be a triple A project. I bet if they, we get a new console in 2020 this won't be done by then so i i feel like most triple a games today i it depends but like wasn't god of war in development for like six seven years so like they could definitely take a long time depending on what the game is but that's why i wonder like all those studio acquisitions i wonder if a lot of that is like bolstering for the next gen console 100 percent, yeah Hundred percent. Like I feel like all that stuff's and, probably and, being built not for current stuff. Well, there's already been rumors, and I think they're pretty substantial and credible rumors that Ninja Theory and Compulsion Games already had another game in the works that Microsoft just owns now, and that they're continuing to work on. So I think, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Sinuous Sacrifice launched last year. It's not like they just took a vacation for a year I was and a half, you know. Or, yep. 
Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure there's something in the works. It's just a matter of when we'll see them, but I'm, like you guys, I bet it probably won't be till, you know, new console. It's fairly early, though, isn't it? Laying the foundations for your next, well, no, maybe that's the way you do do it. You lay your foundations early. Do do. Did, it, did I do do? Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> That's for our two year old listeners out there. I am immature. <laughs> you never. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, so this is, uh, you know, the initiative is, uh, as far as the acquisitions they made, that is the one they're booting up from the ground up, and it'll be the, you know, clearly the farthest out as far as what they're going to do. But uh, that's that's good news for sure. So, yeah, that's all I've got for quick hits, though. <laughs> that was the longest quick hit. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. So we'll just start calling the news segment quick hits, and we'll just try to make an effort to make it a little shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. So, into the real news. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where we go? Former IGN ele- editor. I can't even talk. I'm not even going to pronounce his we name. We went over this. But old oh, Philip. not here? Yeah, well, so this is an addendum to it. Yeah, we he wasn't here for the initial. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you hear about this chocolate, the whole IGN plagiarism oh, thing? I heard, I saw it on my phone come up and I kind of ignored it, brushed it off and then listened to uh, you guys when the podcast dropped and started looking a little bit more into it. Um, yeah, do I think the only politest way to put it is what an absolute penis. Oh yeah. And and after you get this update here, you'll you'll double down on that sentiment as well. So uh as if the situation for this I'm just gonna call him a clown at this point, as if the situation for this clown couldn't get any better. We had a few updates this past week. So per Kotaku and our good friend Jason Schreier, who I'm just gonna throw out provides us with ninety percent of the news, uh uh posted uh this Philip uh Mucin, I guess. Mucin. I don't know what his last name is. Uh, yeah. uh, posted a YouTube video which has since been taken down, which in the video he stated there was a lot of circumstances surrounding the review and that he did not intend to plagiarize from another channel. Uh, went on to apologize to IGN and others. Um, added that he has since received nasty messages to him and his family. Um, the video got taken down, but just to kind of give a quick hit of what the internet thought of it it got uh, a little under a thousand likes and nine thousand dislikes before it got taken <laughs> down uh what about what do you guys think uh they're risky do you or chocolate do you think that uh there can be unintentional plagiarism <laughs> well i saw i saw a snippet of someone else commenting over the video that he made and one of his opening lines i think or part of this guy's youtube channel part of it was um, I do all my research using all forms um, available to me. And you're like, okay, that's <laughs> fine. I kind of understand that. Okay, then, so far. <laughs> yeah, and then he kind of just touches on or points to, you know, I used a little bit of YouTube. I, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I copy and pasted off this gentleman's <laughs> YouTube channel. Point and, on the doll where you were plagiarized. <laughs> yeah, and then says that he then gives his critical opinion and you're just like, well, it just sounds like you've just gone, well, I copied what he did word for word and put my own little spin on it and then gave it my own score. Good yeah, job. I, I, the general consensus is he did like high school level, like substituting words, bullshit plagiarism was what it yeah. chalked up to basically. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know. I mean, I think you said last week, Risky, you were of the opinion, too. You have zero doubt about what happened here, right? No, yeah. The only thing that... Where he says he, I didn't intend to plagiarize it. The only thing I'm wondering if it was like a time crunch thing. Like I would have used that excuse, be like, I was doing way too much that, stuff and I couldn't, I didn't have the time to do a review. It's like that's what he basically insinuated okay? early on in the video. Yeah, he he used the words like uh, circumstances surrounding. Yeah, but he exactly. insinuated that it was uh, basically what you All said. Right. Yeah, time crunch. Either way, uh, still garbage. Now. This is what's not going to help his case with this video. So, the internet being the internet, uh, unleashed its private detectives on this guy. And since the story has come to light, there are two other examples where he may have, in fact, (laughs) plagiarized. Uh, He apparently did a review shortly before being hired at IGN on FIFA 18 on the Switch, which apparently, uh, I actually watched the video on this, and it is real bad on this one, where he copied a Nintendo Live review. Um... Also, there has been another video of a Metroid Samus Returns review he did uh, shortly after getting hired with IGN that appears to have copied Engadget, which I'm actually not sure how that one didn't get discovered till now, but um, that one's pretty bad too. So there's more instances where he follows beat by beat the structure of the review and the general wording and phrases of those reviews. Um, so yeah, it's uh, maybe not a first-time offender. Um <laughs> since the uh now you might be wondering okay well what does his uh former colleagues think of this situation um since the video was posted multiple IGN employees have spoken against Philip IGN PC editor Tom Mark said just to be abundantly clear plagiarism isn't a mistake it's a choice yep. <laughs> so there you go uh <laughs> IGN reviews editor Dan Stapleton said I haven't seen an apology go this poorly since Kevin Spacey what can I say Getting stabbed in the back and lied to doesn't bring out my best qualities. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is probably about where this story will end, probably. So. But I felt like, yeah, I felt like there was just enough of a update that was worth kind of throwing out there that it looks like this guy might not have been a first-time offender. So. Great. We don't Do you think he's now delivering pizzas for Domino's. Let's hope so. I think there's close to 0% chance, especially after these other revelations, that he won't be getting a reviewer or editor job again, probably. Um, Yeah, so, anyways, I think that's... uh, Best of luck, Philip. You done screwed up. YouTube channel, here he comes. That's it, probably. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, um, Fallout 76 uses strict bounty systems to discourage killing innocent players. Go on, Doc. So this one I'm going to be more of a open up questions to you guys because instead of I feel like the last story was more or less just a newsflash, but I know that the I know you guys have been kind of semi lukewarm on Fallout 76. Um, I guess the biggest reason most of the internet has been concerned is that uh, any time you have an online only game and there's other players free roam, uh, you, you worry about PvP. Um, so at QuakeCon, which just recently uh, happened, they had a panel interview um, with Pete Hines in which he addressed this essentially saying, repeatedly killing other players if they haven't attacked you will mark them on the map to all other players. Uh, essentially, <laughs> essentially a bounty system. Uh, so those who kill the offending player can collect huge bonuses and other rewards once they complete the bounty. Um, he went on to say the best part is that the funds will be subtracted from the offending players' accounts after they're killed, the caps. 
Um, and if you are killed by a player for no reason, getting revenge will dish out double rewards <laughs> oh, if you go yeah. back and kill that player. Uh, what do you guys think about this as far as their version of solving the uh, ganking, griefing, PvP problem? But this what... is a little bit like the Division. That's what I was going to say. So in the Division, in the, in the Dark Zone, if you kill someone, you get highlighted on the map. Yeah. And I can't remember if it was... If I was playing with one of you guys, we came against a team of three that absolutely murdered us every second they could. And I was definitely playing with Moose. And then it took three or four teams to gang up on them and kill them. I don't know whether this solves it. Yeah, like once once the offender is down to zero caps, what are they worried about? Yeah, maybe the only... Well, I guess you're kind of right, though, because even in the dark zone, you, you had the scenario of, like, it wasn't just you. There was other groups that could also see them in the dark yeah, zone, yeah. right? Yeah, put, a, like, a bounty. It, and, I mean, pretty much a yeah. bounty for, like, the whole everyone in the dark zone. So, Yeah. So uh, it almost makes me less optimistic for this now. But I, I my first initial impression was, okay, even if, even if they killed you, other players in that world would then see it, and maybe you would have another group that would be like, well, yeah, let's go get some free yeah. caps, you know? But it sounds like maybe even in the dark zone that doesn't always happen like you would think. It may slightly turn people off it, so you won't have a a complete and utter idiot all the time. But I don't know. Players who all of a sudden get, or not all of a sudden obviously, but get better at this game, you're just going to be murking everyone, aren't you? Well, they did act like uh, if you got it in a scenario where there was somebody was just humming along and then a guy comes up, uh, over leveled and attacks him um, unless that other player attacks back <coughs> excuse me that player will only do minimal damage to him not actually based on what he should be able to do and not only when that player fights back will they basically then stats will go into effect and you know whoever okay. has the better levels better guns will actually you know start happening but I would say but I don't something, know like if yeah. they did something like the GTA online passive mode where you don't have to worry about other people because, like, they, you can't take damage. But I just kind of feel like that ruins, like, I don't know. Isn't this game about building bomb shelters and or yeah. building nukes and blowing people up and stuff? I feel like this game is just built for griefing. <laughs> it kind of seems like it, right? So, I don't, mm. I don't know. If you keep running into that same person, maybe just back out to your menu and get a new lobby <laughs> server hop yeah, exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly I, could maybe be the this best is... way to solve it for yourself I, honestly probably especially if you retain everything but maybe like i think you said the only thing you lose if you die is like the scraps on you um so it seems like the penalty for death isn't terrible well unless you got a nuke code Oh, well, yeah, there you go, which is, that's, you know, that's a big part of it, too. Like, which you could argue is the ultimate griefing um, tool, (laughs) but... Yeah, true. true. (laughs) I I, I see what they're trying to do here, and they're trying to solve a problem the best they can while retaining the game, what it's meant to be, I guess. Online only, interact with players, what's going to happen, but I don't know. It's better than doing nothing, you know, as much as I poo-pooed over this. No, what they're doing is, is good. Yeah, um, I guess. Will it stop everyone? Mm. I don't think there's no. any way. Yeah, I don't think there's no way to stop some of the people out there. But yeah, I guess this is. We'll see. All right. Um, 
Jumping to the next item, Bethesda may not release Elder Scrolls legend, Legends on system that don't allow crossplay. Oh, Doc. So I'm going to not actually read through most of what was said at that conference. I was just going to say, if you read yeah. Reiner's whole yeah. thing right here. Yeah, um, <laughs> what this boils down to is Pete Hines, under no circumstances, made it extremely clear that the Elder Scrolls Legends card game has to have cross-play and cross-progression no matter where you're playing, and that if the platform does not support that, the game will not be on that platform. Um, <laughs> the platform? Like, it's a mystery what well, platform we're yeah, talking well, about. Yeah, well, what's funny is this interviewer kept trying to goad him into saying PS4, <laughs> and to Pete Hines' credit, which the guy's a bamf, he's a, I, every time he gets out on stage now, I disrespect him more and more, but, like, he... uh. He he wouldn't break character. He wouldn't come out and say Sony, but it's it's funny. The guy would be like, okay, so PS4 has been notorious this generation with Fortnite. He even brings up Fortnite saying, you know, they're not doing crossplay. He's like, I'm not going to say where it won't be on, but I'm going to say if the platform does not support crossplay, cross-progression, cross it won't be on that platform. Literally coming as close to saying PlayStation 4 as he can without yes. saying yeah. PlayStation 4. Yes. So... I, now here's the thing I'll say about this: given the fact that Sony wouldn't budge on Fortnite, I'm, I have no doubt that Sony will just let this game pass by and not come to its platform. Because again, I don't feel like if Fortnite did it, nothing will. Uh, what do you think, Chocolate? Do you think this will change Sony's stance any way whatsoever if it well, means actually not getting a game? I was looking through the uh, the other points you've put down. I'd, I've got, as you say. I don't think this is going to be as big as Fortnite. So if Fortnite can't budge PlayStation, I this won't. They'll they'll just be like, oh fine, not fussed by it. But I right. wonder how much of the PR damage limitation Sony will do. Will Sony be just like nonchalant, we don't care, or will there be some sort of PR turnaround to say, well, we can't have it because of X, Y, and Z. The kids, Gotta the kids. kids, yeah, the kids, and uh, my my money belt that's not full. <laughs> well, what do you think, Risky? Do you think they will even bother to comment on this if it ends up not coming to PS4? No, or... not at all. <laughs> it's I, just, I agree. Like Fortnite's the biggest thing in the world. If if that didn't change your stance on it, nothing is. <laughs> Wait until the PS5, then maybe you'll have crossplay. Yeah, I feel like. Um, Pete Hines has become becoming one of the unsung heroes for crossplay, uh, inadvertently. But he had the famous he had the well, I was gonna, I'm sorry he had one of the famous quotes you know a couple a month ago being like Sony isn't as nice as we would like them to be about crossplay when it come to Fallout seventy six. <laughs> so I feel like he's just always dropping little one liners. It's amazing the amount of steam that crossplay is uh, is taking. It's great. You know you you wouldn't have thought it. How long ago? Like if this, if if everything was just crossplay, I, I probably I'm like I might not have an Xbox right now because I remember at the beginning of this generation when it was me and my friends talking about, hey, what are we gonna do? We're we gonna go with PlayStation. We're we gonna stick with Xbox. Um, I was one of the ones on the fence, and I was like, I'm not really sure. And then we just ended up on Xbox because that's where everybody else was going i obviously wasn't gonna go hang out on playstation by myself um <laughs> but it'll just it will make that so it's not even a debate if if it, like if crossplay just keeps on yeah. trucking i 
I would argue that even Xbox or Microsoft doesn't even have a problem with that because I think the way they look at it is it's the whole reason they have Play Anywhere on PC. It's like, we don't care where you buy our games. We just want you to buy them. And, we, and I think they ultimately think that people will migrate to wherever their friends are anyways. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm like you, though, Risky. I, I, to me, I think what's going to always keep me on Xbox for the foreseeable future is where my friends are. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's... I don't know whether I could switch with the interface well, that Xbox has got and from the bad things I've heard about PlayStation... To be from honest, Xbox users, I would be. I I would argue on that. It's kind of you get used to either or when you use them enough. It's just you get used to it. But I would argue that with what Xbox has done with backwards compatibility, that they have locked me more into their ecosystem more because of backwards compatibility than anything else. To where I know going forward, I have a digital library that spans back to OG Xbox 360, Xbox One, and what's coming. And we next. know that you will take advantage. <laughs> of these old games forever. I'm a weirdo that dislikes having the idea of owning old games. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's a problem for sure. Or I would say <laughs> another issue is when you get your brand new beautiful 4K HDR monitor and then boot up Love it. an old Splinter Cell 360 game. Hey, you know what? When I turned the camera left and right, that top of the screen, there was no cut. None. Perfect, buttery smooth. No screen tearing. I don't tearing. think you mentioned about the how gorgeous any game looked. You just said there no was no screen, screen tearing. tearing. It's that the only was reason it. I'm here. Well, yeah, to be fair, I mean, because, like, if it was just about that, I wouldn't even bother buying it. Because I, I had a 4K TV before, and I was like, you know, this, you know, games like Origins, like, holy shit, they look amazing. Uh, and, and screen tearing has become less and less of an issue. If a game is optimized well for a console, you probably won't ever see it or a lot of people don't even notice it when it happens so with that said uh it was one of those things where i'm just like hey i want to see if this actually works and it's cool when it actually works so like when you're actually like oh cool i have a monitor now that actually i don't even have to worry about this it just fixes it on the hardware end. well hey now you can but, uh, sleep well tonight knowing that if you ever want to boot <laughs> up splinter cell in the 360 there will not be screen tearing Exactly. So there's that. When I play uh, Mercenaries versus Spies, uh, <laughs> no screen tearing. What a game mode. <laughs> I wish they would bring that back if they, in the new... I, look, they're making a new Splinter Cell. I just hope they bring that mode back. You heard it here first. Uh, new Splinter sh- Cell coming out next month. You don't have you don't have Michael Ironsides coming in to do voiceover in, in Wildlands for no reason. That's all or I'm saying. Or do you? <laughs> that guy, when he puts on... He's just like everybody else when he puts on his pants in the morning, except he just makes gold records, you know? That's, <laughs> he just he just makes gold. Fair enough. All right. Was that, that's all of our news, right? 100%. We did it. We made it through another episode. All right. Let's, let's plug this ship up. <laughs> Chocolate, you're good at plugging. Go ahead. I'll leave it to Risky. Right, so, Fair just enough. don't rub off on me. Yep, no problem. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash CAG podcast, um, and you can support us there. Um, if you'd like to find us on Instagram or Twitter, we're at CAG podcast. Um, we're pretty active there, so like us, follow us, retweet us, do all of that fun stuff. If you have questions, comments, concerns, 
you can email us at cagpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we also have a merch store, which isn't in our show notes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that wasn't that, me. That's still up, right, though? Yeah, the shop's okay, still up. And the, the link for the shop will be in the show notes, so you can check out some of that stuff. Um, if you want to catch up on old episodes of the show, crossatlanticgaming.cast.rocks or whatever you're using right now to listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's another way you can check out old episodes. Yeah. Um, we're also part of the 16-ounce gaming family. They have a Discord, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Discord definitely being the prime, the primary thing here, or the thing I'd like to plug the hardest. Um, this, <laughs> See, you had to make a noise. Um, if you want to hang out with us, you want to hang out with the other people from 16-ounce, um, if you want to get into the Game Pass stuff, um, Discord is the place to be. We also we have our own section there. Um, any announcements that our show is going to have, um, you can find them there. Yeah, for real, guys. Like, There's a yeah. big group of really awesome people there that just play video games that are you know easygoing. You really should check out the Discord. All, for like, real. all like-minded people. If you're ever just sitting around thinking, hmm, I wish I had more friends to talk games with, we're all here waiting for you, buddy. Come on in. Yep. Anyways, if you want to get a hold of me, well, then, yeah, what's up, Doc? No, I was just going to say, and then you have people like Toast, so, you know. I think <sighs> you can... Why did you stop? You can... <laughs> Again. <laughs> I was just going to say that if you really don't like someone, you there's a little <laughs> mute button, and you can just mute them so you never see messages <laughs> from them. I haven't talked to Toast in months. Love you, Toast. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all right. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm at Risky the Kid everywhere. Twitter, Mixer, Xbox, um, all that fun stuff. How about you, Chocolate? I'm Chocolate Bear eighty um, on more or less everything. If you can't find me, that means I'm not on that platform. Fair and Doc. Uh, Doc H one X one anywhere that video games exist. <laughs> future present or past <laughs> all right um and one last thing i want to bring up is chocolates call out challenge the weekly um series we're doing here there is videos of these actual matches happening and i don't know if we make that clear enough um so if proof yeah there's actual there is proof that i have proof. won every game exactly and uh the link for that and the youtube channel are also in the show notes um go check those out they're Chocolate puts them together, and they're—I think they're pretty funny. So hopefully you will too, right? Yeah, it's, it's all serious, honest. Yep, no weird cuts <laughs> or lying or bullshit or anything. Cuts? Not hundred percent. Hundred percent. No editing involved at all. Hundred percent uncut, end-to-end matches. <laughs> all the good stuff. All right. Well. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you guys next week for an all-new episode. Goodbye. Peace. Bye-bye.